This is Empowered Explant, the podcast helping women ditch their breast implants with confidence. If you don't know me yet, after listening to this, you will. I'm Dana Merslicker, board certified health and wellness coach and fellow explant warrior. In this episode, I'm going to talk about the day of my surgery, what it was like seeing my little boobs for the first time, what my recovery looked like, the crumbling of my relationship and being without a home four weeks after explant. Yep, stick around. It's a juicy one. Okay, today is my one-year explant anniversary. It's 11-11, and I really wanted to record an episode today to mark this occasion. And this is a very vulnerable one. For those just listening to the audio, I'm sitting here with wet hair and no makeup, which is one of my favorite things about podcasting. But I also record on video. And today, I'm not even going to look into the camera. I'm just going to sit here and speak from my heart. I might have my eyes closed weirdly for a lot of it. So uh, let's dive in. I'm a pretty meticulous planner, as you may have noticed. I had all the information I could find after many late nights glued to my laptop researching everything boobs. I was as prepared as one could be. I had a budget and a list of supplies I needed for my recovery, and I had planned out all my travel. My nutrition was on point, and I had my head in the right place. I felt ready. But no matter how prepared I was, there were some things that I could not plan for. And I think this is one of the greatest lessons I can share with you is to expect the unexpected. And that doesn't have to be a scary thing or cause anxiety. In fact, the more we let go of expectation and surrender the outcome, the better we actually handle it when the unforeseen happens. Okay, so I'm going to stop scaring you now and just dive in and get to the point. So surgery day rolls around. I feel great that morning. I wasn't overly anxious. I was the first patient up that day. So I got to the clinic bright and early. Mind you, I hadn't actually ever spoken to my surgeon yet. I was so intuitively sure that Dr. Dev was the one that I scheduled my surgery without having a consultation, which I don't recommend doing because it's so important to get a feel for your surgeon, to talk through concerns and questions. It's like getting married without ever having spoken to the person. That is a serious commitment. I think that's what I was most nervous about because I felt like I still had all these questions to ask Dr. Dev, but it was surgery day. So I'm trying to think of all the questions I still had while he's drawing dotted lines on my chest. And at that point, I don't even think I was absorbing much of the information he was telling me because I had a camera guy filming. My palms were super sweaty. And all I could think about was, when are they going to put me to sleep? 
So if you can have a consultation, even virtually with your surgeon first, I do recommend it so that on the day you can feel really good and really present. But everyone was super lovely and comforting. Dr. Dev and his team are the kind of people who hold your hand, give you a hug, and they made me feel really safe. I remember Dr. Dev helping me onto the surgery table and his wonderful explant liaison, Beatrice, giving me words of affirmation. In that moment, I felt like I was exactly where I was supposed to be. And I felt protected by a higher energy, like my angels were there with me. Waking up, I just remember I wanted my mom. <laughs> like if I could feel her hand, I would know I was alive and everything was okay. They brought her back into the room uh, where I was recovering and she did. She held my hand. I was asking, I'm like, how do I get my hand out of this blanket that was on top of me? And so they helped me get my hand out and mom came and squeezed my hand and just, I remember her touching my hair and in that moment, I was just so comforted. I smiled and I still have the videos of that moment that I actually watched last night as I was falling asleep. Um, I was crying watching videos of the day before my surgery and the day of my surgery and just really feeling so grateful. So the bandages were wrapped tightly around my chest in recovery. I don't think I immediately noticed a difference in my breathing, but I felt lighter and like my shoulders weren't rounded forward anymore. I remember the implants sitting in a bag as we rolled out in a wheelchair to hop in an Uber and commenting on how heavy they were. They were 371 cc's each. The next thing I knew, I was back in the Airbnb. I was still groggy from the anesthesia, but I felt pretty good overall. Fortunately, I didn't experience any nausea. I drank a glass of electrolytes, went live on Instagram, still high as a kite. <laughs> I don't know if that was a good idea, but I did it. And then I felt dizzy because I was clearly doing too much. So I went to bed. One of the worst things after surgery was how dry my mouth was and my throat was so sore. It was like I had smoked a really harsh joint, coughed until my throat was raw and was left with a killer case of cotton mouth. Uh, fortunately, it was smoothies to the rescue. I had written out a bunch of smoothie recipes for after surgery and prepped the ingredients in bags the day before so my mom could just pop it all in the blender. They went down so well. And they were the only thing that didn't feel like I was eating peanut butter on crackers. If you've tried doing that when you're high, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. So um, later that evening, I did get hungry. And I had some avocado toast, a boiled egg, and half a banana for dinner that night. I know that was a luxurious meal, but just those bland, easy to eat, but nutritious foods really gave me what I needed. What's that? You want my smoothie recipes? I got you. 
Go to smoothies.empoweredexplant.com to download my healing super smoothies guide with 15 anti-inflammatory nourishing smoothies to get you through your recovery. I'll link it in the show notes. I've been asked, was it painful after surgery? And the truth is, I felt sore and tender. I would say though, for the most part, it was more discomfort than pain. I did get the nerve block that my surgeon offered, so I'm sure that helped, but most of the soreness I felt was actually around the drains on the sides of my boobs. A few days after surgery, I did have some sharp shooters that were kind of like quick jolts of pain, but the whole time I only took extra strength Tylenol during the day. um, I also took Tylenol PM at night to help me sleep. The first few days, I also took the muscle relaxers I was prescribed, but I avoided the narcotics altogether. I wanted to be coherent and feel what my body was experiencing. Sleeping wasn't too bad, even though I'm a side sleeper. I used a wedge pillow and made myself a cozy pillow fort. It was the best. I actually managed to get pretty comfortable. Having my mom there was such an incredible blessing. I honestly couldn't imagine going through it without her by my side. She helped me in and out of bed, emptied my drains, made sure that I was fed and hydrated. She helped me in the bathroom and really with anything else I needed. I felt so bad waking her up in the middle of the night, which I did multiple times. But when you gotta go, you gotta go. She'll get her revenge next month when she has her explant surgery and I become her nurse. (laughs) But I'm actually really looking forward to repaying that favor and looking after her during her recovery. Uh, It's a really special, vulnerable moment to just accept help from a loved one and to see how willing they are to be there for you and support you. And uh, it's a really special bonding moment. The day after surgery was intense. I went back to the clinic for a post-op checkup and I got to see my new boobs or the very squished, flattened versions of them. It was a super emotional moment. I went from 10 years of looking at size double D boobs to what the surgeon at the time said looked like an A. I can't say that I looked in the mirror and liked what I saw, but I had to keep reminding myself that I needed to give it time. I had a protrusion in my chest muscle on the left side, and we didn't know if it was swelling or if it was just my anatomy. It was very prominent after surgery because my boobs were so flat and deflated. I hated it so much. I was taking photos of it every day to see if it had shrunk. This was unexpected issue number one. It's actually still there. It's just the way my chest is. Apparently, my rib sticks out a little more on that side and pushes my pectoral muscle out. So, you know, it's there. Nothing I could do about it, but it's not as noticeable now that my boobs have fluffed, which is nice. 
After my post-op, I went upstairs in the same building to my friend's IV clinic to get loaded up with vitamins and help flush the anesthesia. Shout out to Dr. King D, the owner of Elixir IV Therapy. If you're in Miami, go and check them out at elixirme.com. That's E-L-I-X-R-M-E.com. I'll drop a link in the show notes. And wherever you are, I do recommend considering IV therapy post-op because it can just really help you bounce back faster and replenish your body. I also went to the salon for a blowout on day three and I felt like a new woman. I hid my drains under a button down and mom and I went to get some dinner afterwards. It felt so good to be out and I just felt human again. Honestly, by a few days after surgery, I had more energy and clarity than I'd had in years. My headaches were gone. My joint pain was gone. My brain fog had even cleared. I just felt so good. So it was difficult to force myself to rest, which is probably why I ended up having to have my drains in longer. Unfortunately, one side was producing too much fluid. And so they decided to keep my drains in a few extra days so that I didn't develop a seroma. Well, this was unexpected issue number two. And because of it, I had to change my flights and extend our accommodation. The truth is though, I didn't really want to leave. I was enjoying being in Miami. I loved our Airbnb and I could sense trouble in my relationship. And I really didn't want the extra stress in that moment. I couldn't avoid it for long though. The drains came out on day nine and the next day I was being wheeled through the airport to our gate. I highly recommend special assistance at the airport so you don't need to walk through the terminals or carry any bags. Seriously, take advantage of the situation. (laughs) I got back home to LA where I lived with my boyfriend and I was sleeping on a blow-up mattress in the front room because his bed was too high for me to get in without using my arms. Still with my wedge pillow, it was cold, uncomfortable, and made my ass numb every night. At first, I would lay there crying because it was just so uncomfortable, and I felt so alone knowing my boyfriend was only rooms away, and I wanted his warm body next to me so badly. But then a few weeks later, I was crying myself to sleep for a whole different reason. I found out my boyfriend was being unfaithful. I was crushed. He was the man I had just moved around the world with and thought I would marry. He was the man that I thought would be the only man to ever see my boobs again. But now I wasn't just going through one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. I was going through it alone and with a broken heart. Unexpected issue number three. We'd just moved back from Germany. I didn't have a job. I just spent all my money moving and getting my surgery. So I did what any woman in her right mind would do. I walked out. 
Well, it wasn't that easy, of course. I couldn't lift anything. So it was a challenge. My mom came to help with my bags, which we loaded into an Uber SUV. And the guy my friend had just started dating came to carry them up the stairs to the bedroom my mom was renting on the other side. The lovely lady she lived with allowed me and Sassy to sleep there for a few weeks while I figured out my next move. So here I was, four weeks from surgery, two weeks before Christmas, sharing a bed with my mom, feeling completely defeated. And then it hit me. I was no longer cold and uncomfortable on a blow-up mattress. I was no longer feeling alone. A feeling of gratitude set in. And in that moment, I remembered the universe has my back. I listened to the same Gabby Bernstein meditation every night as I fell asleep to remind me that I was protected and being guided. Christmas rolled around and I knew I had to leave where I was, but I had nowhere to go. I really didn't know what I was going to do. And then an absolute angel, a complete stranger who I had just met at a friend's birthday dinner called and offered me their empty condo to stay in for a little while. No ulterior motives, no obligations, no rent. They just knew I was going through a really rough time. It was just pure kindness. This was the most precious gift. Oh, and then I got COVID, which kicked my ass for two weeks. Mom got COVID too, so we rang in the new year, quarantined together, unable to taste our food. That was unexpected issue number four. And I'm pretty sure what contributed to my hair loss continuing for a few more months. The next month or so, I would spend in this beautiful condo alone, overlooking the water, healing, regaining my strength and confidence, watching sunsets over the marina, nourishing my body. I still didn't have a job, but as long as I had credit cards, I wasn't going to starve. I had been applying for jobs since I landed back in LA. Interviews were going well, but their hiring process were frustratingly taking too long. And then there it was, the job that brought me here to Austin, Texas, where I've been able to get back on my feet so I can continue giving back into this community. Looking back, I lived through a real life nightmare, but I grew so much. And for every one of those very difficult, unexpected issues that came along, there was an even greater miracle awaiting me on the other side of it. One of the most valuable lessons my explant journey taught me was to ask for and accept help. I know this is something that a lot of us struggle with. Women often tell me they're afraid of recovery because they dread asking a family member or husband or partner for help. We are independent. We are carers. We don't like to burden those around us. But my 
goodness, if the people in your life can't care for you on the rare occasion that you truly need it, then you have the wrong people in your corner. I learned who wasn't in my corner. But I also realized that I have some really amazing people who are there for me and that even strangers can be so compassionate and kind. I had to be vulnerable enough to let them in. And I think being broken down to the point of desperation was actually what I needed. And now I'm just constantly blown away by the beauty that exists in humanity. So back to my explant recovery. It was rough. My drain stayed in extra long. I had to stay bandaged in a double ace wrap for three weeks. I had a weird bulging pec muscle. I had a rash all over my body at one point. I slept in six different beds in three months. I lived out of suitcases that I couldn't carry. I had my heart broken and my self-esteem crushed. And I didn't have the financial means to buy all of the nutrition and supplements I would have liked to have been on or the detox treatments I would have liked to have had. And because of all of this, I would say it took a little longer to recover than I would have expected. But like I said in the beginning, expect the unexpected and trust you will be okay. While all of this craziness was happening around me, I stayed grounded in what I could control. The food I ate, the care I showed my body and my breasts, the thoughts I believed, and the words I spoke to myself and to others. And to give this episode a happy ending, within three to four months, every single one of my breast implant-related symptoms disappeared. And the girls fluffed into a small bee. Surprise, surprise. And she lived happily ever after. Well, if only life were that simple, right? But there were lots of great things to come. And this podcast is one of them. Thanks for tuning in. In the next episode, I'll share with you the three things that got me through my explant journey. And spoiler alert, they can help you too. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate the show, and leave a review. Remember, your support helps this podcast be seen by more women who need it. And I know there are so many more women out there just like us who need to know that breast implant illness is a thing and that explant exists and that there are options. I'll see you soon, breasties.